Are you too young to know the movie with Will Ferrell in Anchorman? Do you know what? I'm not, but I haven't actually ever watched it because I'm really bad at movies. But you, you know he's like a newsreader, yeah? Yeah. So, uh, in, on the intro to the movie and throughout, he's got he's got all these things that he, his practices that he does to make his mouth move ready so he's ready for the newscast. Right. So, I think we should go through some of those now. Fine. So, the first one is, the human torch was denied a bank loan. What? Yeah, so he says, the human torch was denied a bank loan. The human torch was denied a bank loan. The arsonist has oddly shaped feet. Oh no. <laughs> the arsonist has oddly shaped feet. The arsonist. Oh no, I can't even say arsonist! Has oddly shaped feet. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. Oh, I've really got to think about these. Yeah, so uh, so that's that's got us going. Um, that so... reminds me of A level drama. <laughs> well, here we are. This is the, the first episode of Splits and Squats. I'm Ash. I'm Chloe. And uh, we met last year while we were doing our sports massage level three. Mm-hmm. Um, as it is our first episode, uh, we're going to go through, go ahead and just do a brief little intro. We'll do more of this uh, in the future. But as ladies first, off you go. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm Chloe. I'm the splits in splits and squats. Um, what do I do? I uh, currently work in an office job while I build up my sports massage therapy business, CR Sports Massage. I'm a dance teacher as well, so I'm kind of working the three jobs at the moment, which is a challenge. Um, I do things, I've just started a pole fitness class, I love like my yoga, Pilates, dance, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's, that's probably... But you did do your first squat the other day, didn't you? I did do my first squat the other day. <laughs> I'm really proud of that. Did it hurt? Oh my god, I can't, couldn't walk the next day. <laughs> Excellent, that's what we like to hear. Um, so as I said a second ago, I am Ash, I'm currently in the Royal Marines, um, looking to leave soon though, oh, that's exciting. Um, I, before I joined the Marines I was a competitive swimmer, I got a scholarship over to America, uh, to university there. While I was in the Marines I managed to, um, uh, what's the word, uh, represent the Royal Marines and the Royal Navy in swimming. Also, uh, well that was internationally, I went over to New Zealand and into America to do that. I also represented the Navy in bobsleigh and athletics, and I like to train CrossFit and compete in obstacle course racing. I'm leaving the Royal Marines to do a Masters in Sports Therapy. So this episode is all about um, what we did, uh, well, it's about our post-lockdown experiences, what we did during lockdown, uh, what we are currently doing, yeah. and what we want to do as we move forward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'll go straight ahead with the questions. Um, so Chloe, what was the best thing that you read over lockdown? I know you've uh, stole quite a few of my books. Yeah, so I read 10 to 15 books throughout lockdown, Jeez. including two of the Game of Thrones books, which are hefty boys, uh, Tattoos of Auschwitz, and then halfway through lockdown, I had to meet Ash to get more books because I had read, read through everything in my house. Um, so I think the best one I think was actually one I, two I borrowed from you was either Human Universe by Brian Cox oh, and deep. someone else. <laughs> and uh, Ryan Holiday's uh, The Obstacle is the Way. So Human Universe, did you have to go over and keep reading things? I loved it. Oh, yeah, it hurt my brain reading that. <laughs> no, I was like kind of flipping through both books at a similar time because that one, like it blows my mind how like there's like stars and particles and then there's like different things happen and then like snowflakes are completely different and then there's waves <laughs> and there's seas and then there's moons and then we are humans ourselves. It's like a whole thing that I actually really enjoyed it. 
Yeah. It's a bit mind-blowing. And an obstacle cool. the way is, as well. Oh, yeah. So I can dig myself into a hole. Like, if you want me to, like, I could probably do it now. I could dig myself a hole. And that was just so, like, inspiring in a way. Like, I was reading yeah. it in, like, first thing in the morning when I was eating my breakfast. I was like, oh, yeah. Because he goes through so many famous people and, like, examples of when they've had to pick themselves up again. And I think that's yeah, really that's, nice that's to read. Yeah, that's the key, isn't it? It's like the the path isn't always it's not always easy. And, yeah. And that's almost like precursors to things. If you if it was easy, everyone would do it. That's the cliche yeah. that everyone throws out, and uh, I, cliches are cliches for a reason. They're they're right. Yeah, and I think the fact that it was from so many different people. You had like Amelia Earhart, who like did so much stuff for like women. Then you'd have like Abe Lincoln, and like all these people that you wouldn't really normally think about and there were mm. some amazing quotes in that book as well yeah really yeah good i got quotes. a lot of motivation mondays from that definitely you do, yeah i do want to just the day after so you can steal it yeah <laughs> yeah um what have you been reading in lockdown what did you um i didn't quite read as many as you um i've because of my add brain i've got about eight different books on that uh, on the go at once so slowly slowly getting through them uh, a couple of the jack reacher books Oh, I read some of them too. Yeah, you took one of those. You yeah. took the first one, didn't you? First two. First two? All right, all right. <laughs> um, the last one in the series of uh, Da Vinci Code. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't as good as the other ones, but we'll, we'll go on. We'll go away from that. Uh, a lot of textbooks for just uh, pre-studying for my uni course next year. But the one I found the most fascinating was Breathe by, uh, Wrong, The Oxygen Advantage by Patrick McEwen. Nice. All about how how crazy breathing um is uh, to do with performance and not just breathing itself uh tying in with all the podcasts that i've listening to recently about nasal breathing and how like how so simply something as simple as breathing through one nostril rather than the other can like either uh, i had no idea about this yeah it was in that podcast that you sent me yeah. and i didn't realize that like when you smell food you actually smell through one nostril and one's there's like more heat. Dominant than the yeah, other one, isn't it? that's yeah. ridiculous so there was uh, one night i was um i was doing range safety uh, for for the recruits we finished on the range at about one o'clock um I, I knew it was going to be late so i did have a little nap before i went but driving uh, i decided to leave the ranges which is an hour from camp we drove back to camp and then I was going home on the weekend, so that's another two hour drive. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting home until four. So I just, um, so the, with the nostrils, uh, your sympathetic nervous system is, uh, is heightened when you cover your left nostril and breathe through your right. So that, that keeps you awake. So I drove the whole way with, one, with my thumb on my left nostril, just breathing me. through my right nostril, doing like box breathing, four in, holding, four out. And then just before I got to the motorway junction for my house, I swapped nostrils. Uh, first of all, that kept me awake the whole way. And as soon as I started to swap nostrils, I was nearly falling asleep. Did your nostril not hurt? Nose. Like, just, no? No, okay. no, no, I mean, it's, it's air. You just breathe into your nose. <laughs> True. No, I didn't realise that you sent, to sent me a podcast about that. And it was very interesting. Because you said you were a mouth breather. I am such you? a mouth breather. <laughs> <laughs> I am there at night. That like... sounds like such an insult, but obviously <laughs> it's people that... Uh, breathe through their mouth more uh more of the time than they would their nose yeah i'm such a mouth breather and that's that's definitely another podcast worth of stuff though that, <laughs> that we can go on, on with definitely there. definitely mm. 
Oh, sorry. Uh, your question. Um, mm, did you uh get a new routine during lockdown? What's your morning routine? Did it change during oh, okay. lockdown? Yeah. Um, so that that's one of the reasons I joined the Marines in the first place. I came out of uni after like twenty years of being told this is what you've got to do here, there, turn up for practice, go to class, eat. You've got to do all this in that time. Mm. I just got into a bad habit of like, needing um, a routine. Yeah. So I joined the Marines to get uh, get my routine back, um, and so I, I knew I was going to have a bit of an issue uh, with lockdown. So I made sure I wrote down like my timings of what I was going to do, um, and I got into quite, some quite good habits. So I started getting up nice and early, uh, even though we didn't have to, obviously. And mm-hmm. um, when I got up, the first thing I did was, uh, well, sometimes Goose wouldn't let me get out of bed. Goose is my dog, <laughs> and I I sit there and pick up. Another book by Ryan Holiday, mm-hmm. The Daily Stoic, okay. which is just like a little inspirational quote by Marcus Aurelius or any of the other Stoics and that sort of thing. A little bit of a brief explanation. And uh, then I'd go and stick the coffee on. While the, uh, while the coffee's brewing, I'd have a bit of a stretch, maybe some yoga, because I got started getting into that. I'm so glad you got into that. I'm not flexible at all, am I? <laughs> no. <laughs> and... Um, and while that was going on, well, once I got my coffee, me and Goose went on a little walk around the block. Cute. Yeah. Um, and, and then I started, weirdly, having cold showers. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was something I picked up from a podcast from Ben Greenfield. Actually, it's in his um, his book as well. Um, he, he calls it the strike, stroll and shiver. So the strikes mm-hmm. get a bit of caffeine in you. Stroll, nice. do a little bit of light activity shiver get in a cold shower or do some cold thermogenesis he's got like a an ice bath that he jumps in that's goals one day i'll do that yeah to have your own <laughs> ice bath <laughs> yeah um and then i just got into the habit i um i was doing an online course i was doing kelly starette's online course uh author of supple leopards you looked uh, through that a little bit yes i've yeah i um got it in uh i got a supple leopard during lockdown mm. That's yeah, another one. Very good book. So his online course is, is going a little bit deeper into that that book, and yeah, I want I want to do the, the second second part of that course as well, and cool. and then that took me about to about ten o'clock, and that's when I had my breakfast. Nice. Yeah. That's a good morning routine. That's full. Mm. That's full. Yeah, it was good. I I knew like I said I had to be packed otherwise, I just sit on Instagram. Oh yeah, definitely. Just scroll the day away. I've I've actually set my app blocker now, so it don't think I can't go on it until ten o'clock in the morning. I need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but during lockdown, I was actually really good. Like, cause I everyone went in thinking, oh, it's only been like two weeks, so I was like, oh, I'll just get a, a normal like work time every day, just so I'm like not out of it in like a few weeks. But like, I literally got up at normal time every single week, every single day, and got up, walked the dog, had breakfast. I loved my lockdown routine. That, Did a workout. When, I was going to say, that's when you started doing workouts, yeah, probably, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I started sending you some. Yeah. <laughs> Using Spud as a weight, weren't oh you? Oh my God, he hated me for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I actually really enjoyed um, being in lockdown. I know it was obviously like very unfortunate for some people and a really not great time, but yeah, you had to make something of it. And so I'm glad I did what? made myself a nice routine because it kind of gave me a look into what I want like my self-employed life to be like like that's what mm. I want to do when I can finally leave all my jobs yeah that's that's why I, I plan my day out I plan my day out as if 
I would be working in, yeah. in the work I was studying and, and taking my breaks accordingly to that. Mm. Um, so over your lockdown, you, you were practicing on your family, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. Up, you? I was. Um, have you, uh, how would how did you feel going back into massaging? Did you have any apprehension? From oh, yeah. I was really nervous because I don't know anyone that had coronavirus. I think I'm very lucky that I don't know anyone really who had it. My family weren't affected by it. So I think I was a little bit blasé. And I think I was very nervous coming back to my clients who may have had a bad experience, are very cautious. Yeah or very not cautious, as I have now realised some of my clients are. <laughs> yeah. So it was really difficult to pitch myself and my business where, you know, I want to be safe myself and look after myself. I want to look after my clients. I want them to feel happy and safe. I've got a few clients who I messaged who they're still shielding and so they're still looking after themselves. It's like, I really appreciate that. Like they messaged me like, we want to support you, but we're shielding. I was like, honestly, look after yourself, that's fine. And then you get the next client who walks into your treatment room is like, oh, it's a conspiracy theory, Chloe. Take your PPE off, it's fine, I don't care. Yeah, they're, they're almost harder to deal with, aren't they? Yeah, like, because ah, I'm like... I'm still gonna keep this on. It's not a conspiracy theory. <laughs> My business has not been closed the past 14 weeks because of a conspiracy theory yeah. when people have passed away, like... I really appreciate your opinion, but right now I'm gonna wear my PPE because you're probably passing coronavirus around. Like, it's, it was really difficult to know where to pitch, pitch yourself with clients yeah. and, but yeah, now that I've done it for a fair few weeks, like, it's fine. Yeah, it's I, fine. I, had to, I had similar, I had people messaging me like, oh, um, when are you gonna start? I'm, I'm hanging out, I need to get a massage. Um, it was it was really weird because we went back to work quite quite quickly and yeah on camp it almost made you forget because it was our normal routine the the recruits going through training work classes households everything like that um and i almost had to re-isolate myself on the weekends and not see friends and family because we were just acting like normal we were sat in in mm -hmm. rooms together and and because of that because you feel like it's normal lads on camp were coming to me asking me for for treatment so i was like yeah get on i'll get my couch out and i, I like i was yeah screwing them away like that and um and like, like i said we were pretty much a household there yeah you're a little and bubble there aren't it, it was you? lucky that i do live on my own at the weekends that that i wasn't putting anyone in danger mm. i just had to stay away from my mum when i was seeing her at the weekends that's it yeah I think it's very different depending on who you are what you're doing yeah. what your family's like like i moved out mid lockdown and oh, so yeah, i then had to like bubble myself with my new housemate like because we were then together i think it's very very difficult what did you love and hate about lockdown that's my next question for you <laughs> so st almost sticking with the routine sort of thing every day me and goose went on a massive walk it was like that's six awesome. miles minimum the first two weeks, like we were loving it. Minimum of six miles, going up like Hampton Hill, everything up to 10, 12 miles a day. The the second second week on the Friday, he didn't let me out of bed. He just, <laughs> Don't he, he just fed on me. He was like, no, Dad, no, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I guess, I guess it's important to remember that they are they obviously they have muscles and energy systems exactly the same as us. Yeah, he's tired. He, he knows we're talking about him. He he's come to say hello now. Um, they got the same muscles, well not the same muscles, but they got muscles just like us and they get sore just like us. So he needs a rest day and so we didn't get out of bed until three, we just stayed in bed watching Marvel movies. 
Um, That's a good day. The worst bit was just, like, like you said, dealing with the people that didn't care about it. Yeah. And, and as, as all right as I knew I, like, quote unquote, knew I would be, mm-hmm. you're, you're not doing it for you. You do, like it's it's the older people and the, the the vulnerable people that you're looking out for exactly yeah it's really difficult but yeah i've definitely explored Cheltenham a lot more detail than i thought i would i, yeah. I know the nicest walks now so i'm, I'm happy with that that's good <laughs> that's good and um and what, what about you you did like you said you did a lot of workouts didn't you yeah i am busy like 24 hours a day and that was the first time in like well over four years someone's gone, Chloe, stop. Like you can't do anything. You can't drive anywhere. You don't have to be anywhere. And you can sit down. You so, actually managed to get a tan, didn't you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast, they can't see how pale I am. <laughs> I do have a tan. It might not look like it now. I've still got tan lines though. But you're not quite Casper at the moment, are you? Not right now maybe a few weeks I might be but like it was weird that I had to stop and I did eventually actually enjoy not having to be anywhere not having to be anyone's like bitch or be anywhere do something for other people Mm -hmm. like that was actually nice in the end so um you you said um has well did you have you noticed um now that we're getting back into massaging mm-hmm. people have you noticed maybe a trend in treatment sites <laughs> like yeah maybe people that are picking up running all of a sudden that never ran before yeah you would think that i was really expecting to get loads of runners loads of people with like shin splints from like oh i went on a really long run or like legs from cycling like this is what i was expecting no <laughs> no I have touched one leg in the past few weeks and I got so excited when he said I've got a pain in my leg I was like <gasps> <laughs> because I have done so many back like scalenes and shoulders because everyone's been sat at home either either or playing on xbox sat on the sofa in a chair in a really bad position yeah. like hunched over for hours playing xbox that's been quite a few male clients or I've had people who are office workers and have had to set up a random desk in their house. Yeah. Don't have a right chair, don't have proper lumbar support in their chair, and have sat like absolute rubbish. It is surprising how many uh, people take for granted the office setup and when they have to throw an office together at home. Oh, they, yeah, completely. They think, oh, I'll just sit on the couch and have a laptop on me, and, and the back is in such a compromised position. They, Definitely. They, they need to come and see us. It's, it's going to be great for us when we can do it full whack again definitely and i found that when i went back to the office i work in i was in good shape like my body felt so good and then i sat back in my office chair and i went back to sitting for eight hours a day oh you were you were like sitting with your legs all I crossed sit- <laughs> up hugging yourself okay you? so <laughs> i'm really bad like i have a go at people for sitting wrong at work and then i look at myself at work and i sit like a pretzel <laughs> that that's the best way to describe a pretzel. it I, that is the shape i was trying to make myself into a second ago <laughs> yeah so i sit like a pretzel so i found people as well as having office desks in their kitchen that people will now they've gone back to work now they're struggling again because they've gone for walks all day like you have and now they're back in an office and so people are struggling with that. So, trend, yeah, shoulders, backs. Everyone has really bad scalenes at the moment, and I. That, that's the muscles deep in your neck. Isn't really, it? really deep. Yeah. Everyone has kind of such gnarly scalenes, and I touch them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's what's been hurting me." Mm. 
I, I just like I love poking in there and just making people look left and right. It's such an easy job for us, but but it feels so effective <laughs> so and so so good for them, isn't it? Yeah, just really sore back and shoulders. That's so, as I said earlier, a guy brought his leg to me the other day and I just got a little <laughs> bit too excited that I had to touch someone's leg, which is, that probably sounds awful, but have no, you found I, trends? I know exactly what you mean. Like, um, before lockdown, when I was just seeing back-to-back people on the Saturdays, yeah. it was literally back-to-back. It was, oh, can you do my back? Oh, can you do my back? Oh, my back hurts. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, we're going to have a session on my back. It would just be great when someone would have a hamstring issue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, had, I... I had one client that came to me and after every session, he was like, oh, next week we'll do legs. And I need my legs working on. And he'd come to me two weeks later and say, can we do my back again? One day I just had to say to him, no, we're doing your legs. It's yeah. probably your legs and your hamstrings and your glutes that might be throwing your back off. Mm-hmm. So let's work with that. Yeah. And he, just the colour dropped out of his face. He, was, he just thought... I'm not ready for this. I didn't prepare. <laughs> That's it. Like, legs are so painful. Like, yeah. you can crack on my back as much as you want, but legs are painful. And I had one guy who was like, had this lower back pain, had this. I was like, I'm going to have to massage your glutes. And mm. he was a bit like, you just like blood drain out of his face. And I was like, oh, no. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> this is probably going to really hurt. Mm. But again, I was like, oh, this is brilliant. Like, I've got another body part to work on. And you could just see him like, oh, no. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I've, I've noticed the trend as well. So we sort of glanced over when you asked that a second yeah. ago. Do you remember when we were going to the Thursday night sessions at the Academy and I had that random pain in my back? Yes, Just, the one sharp, really sharp pain. Yeah, no, we couldn't work out where it was coming from. I think I've worked it out now. Oh, was it? About four or five people have come to me with this random pain and I'm just like, I had this. No idea what it is. Hopefully we'll find it out soon. It, it, it just happens one day. I was, I was doing more range of motion tests. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone's internal rotation on their, their arm was way off. They like, literally wouldn't move and she was in pain. Oh, wow. And I thought, oh. So I really dug into her armpit. Her uh, subscapularis was like lighting up. She was in so much pain, just me touching it. So I did a lot of mobilizations with that. Nice. And started moving that a lot. Um, digging around, spent a good 10 minutes in there doing all, all the mobilizations, mm. getting everything going. And she stood up and was shocked that her back pain was gone. Yeah, I think subscap is one that I always not forget about, but I think because it can be so painful to palpate, it's mm. one that I almost avoid out of. Oh, no, I, I, I know I you make go, sure for I go for it. I know you go for it because I, I love digging And in it's there. one that. <laughs> probably since I it was one I always avoided because I know I got poked in it on our course and I was like crying yeah um but it's one that I've really started to work with and especially with your rotations and your arm you get such good results yeah I've yeah, got, the, yeah. The, the pre and post test is, yeah. is phenomenal with that yeah and I've even almost got myself a nice little dance that I do while I'm uh, while I'm manipulating it love having a dance so massage <laughs> what, what I've decided is because because fascia and everything's linked and mm-hmm. all that because that muscle is pulling all the fascia and do, like tensing everything up all around, that's pulling all the fascia and um, uh, all the tendons and everything through on the rhomboids and mm-hmm. the lats and the, even the spinal erectors and everything like that, causing these phantom, not phantom pains, but these random pains in places that you, you don't know how to work. Yeah, no, definitely. I've got a guy who dislocated his shoulder when we were in sixth form together and his mother was like, you're fine. It's just a sore shoulder. You do MMA, you just fight. And bless him, his shoulder was out for six months 
and you then have to have it pinned. So his rotator cuff muscles are shot. Yeah, and I really work with his subscap and all of his like pecs and everything around that area that are so so tender. And I was pal- palpating him the other day there, and he he was very very sore. And mm. yeah, really I've, nasty. Shoulder injuries are horrendous. Like I I did some stuff to my rotator cuffs while I was at university. I can't remember which rotator cuffs it was, but I I've heard the names of all of them before I even did my course. Um, my shoulder cracks every time I, I move know. it like this so that's brilliant no idea how I actually passed the medical to get into the marines <laughs> <laughs> you, do you, would you pass it now probably not <laughs> <laughs> anyway it's got easier now so anyone could pass it <laughs> oh could I pass it of course you could can you actually I, I, I think we won't go into that no no we'll okay that's another that. that's a that's a <laughs> I'm gonna just say no. I'm not in the right position to talk about that now. I'm just gonna say no. I'm. I squatted a total of thirty kilograms the other day, and I was so excited with myself. <laughs> but that's such a baby weight. But I was so proud. Like, I was like Billy Big Bollocks. Like, I thought I'd lifted like so much. I was like, oh yeah. It's not even my warm-up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I was so excited. You would have thought that I've just lifted like. A world record. Oh yeah. But that's it. That's your personal world record. Yeah, so that is. Who, who cares what anyone else thinks? Yeah, exactly. That's I was buzzing. Happy. Let's put a smile on your face. I was it? buzzing. Like that's how I was. Oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah. So um, I've I've now now that I found out that that subscap mm-hmm. uh, was this random pain generator. Yeah. I've gone back to those four people and all worked just on their sub. Well, not just on their subscap. Been a, been a few it's nice very... ones as well. I think because it's so personal in that armpit, like you have to have a quite a good relationship with your client to be like, so I'm just gonna shove my fingers in your armpit. <laughs> I don't really give them the opportunity, you know. You know I know, I mean. but you, I feel like I have to say like, I'm really sorry, I'm about to like jab you in your armpit. Let's mm. have a dig around. Like that's a place where people are very conscious about. I think especially women as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a. So I, I I make it well. It sort of is, but I I make it sound like it's their fault. So when I'm doing that internal rotation, I'm like, oh no, because this is bad, I'm going to have to go in there. And yeah. so then, then it's, we, we're going to have to do this. You've got no option. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I think at the moment, since coming back after lockdown, my clients are so happy. Yeah. Like they come in there like buzzing about what they've done over lockdown. Whereas before they was moaning about work. So to be like, oh, do you know what? That rotation's rubbish. Like, I find like I can really have a joke with my clients at the yeah. moment. Like, everyone's very happy. Yeah, everyone, everyone is a lot happier, aren't they? Yeah, like, even well, if it's been a really bad time for people, <laughs> I think that people have been happy with, like, like because mm. they've just had time. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is because they're getting out and seeing the sunlight. Yeah. I mean, like, you instantly you were happy because you had a tan... Yeah, like, I've done posts about uh, how sunset can really affect your circadian rhythm and, and oh, how yes. everything like that. Uh, it's that's the, some the sun's amazing. Yeah, it? definitely. That's something that I've really tried to keep up. Um, so like on my weekends, I'll try and have my breakfast outside in the sun, and oh, it just sets my day up so good. Like my yeah. green tea, my brown flakes, and blueberries. I'm happy in the sun. <laughs> and that that's it as well. You've uh, you've started smashing your diet properly, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, that was something in lockdown. I was like, oh, do you know what? I can actually really focus on my diet and make sure I'm eating three proper meals a day. Instead of half a tin of beans. 
yeah just, just <laughs> eating really bad well like obviously I was at home and like my mum was cooking good tea meals but I just mm. wasn't eating great in between oh goose you're playing with fire there with the wires mate oh goose oh, <laughs> he's but just no, woken um, up from his nap but no, yeah, I think lockdown was a good chance. Obviously, it was difficult for people, but it was a really good chance to just work on yourself, and that's something I don't get much chance to do, so I enjoyed that. Yeah, and um, there, there's a lot of posts out there, like, oh, if you don't come out of this lockdown, a better person. You didn't have a, a, you didn't have enough time. It, you, you, is the, no, yeah. like, different people have got different experiences. Oh, completely, yeah. And they, people just need to let people do what they want. Yeah, like, I obviously work in an office, so I work with a variety of different people. They're all a lot older than me, and one of them was like, do you know what, a bottle of wine, like, every two days got me through <laughs> lockdown. And one of them was like, do you know what, I ate too much food, but I've got rid of this much since, like, coming back from lockdown. And it's not like we're going anywhere on holiday to show it off, is there? That's what was what she literally <laughs> said. But, like, whatever got you through lockdown, got you through it. If that meant that you signed up and it worked out every single day, mm. if that meant you sat on the Xbox for eight hours, like just do what you had to do like yeah okay I'm saying I had a great time in lockdown but there was a few days where it rained and I was so grumpy <laughs> like everyone had like down days and I think for people especially some influencers to be like if you're not using lockdown properly to build on yourself like you're doing it wrong and I think that was a bit much to say like everyone did it themselves mm. and everyone got through it if that meant that you went and did a ride or you went for a walk or you sat on xbox all day or you binge watched netflix or binge watch Grey's Anatomy, which I also did as well as all this other stuff in lockdown. Like I, I binge watch Queer Eye. It was amazing. I've still not seen Queer Eye. Oh, I changed my life. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I think it's really, I think it's rude and inappropriate of some influencers, especially on Instagram, to be like, if you're not using it properly, you're not doing it right, and I think that there's, creates a lot of negativity. There's like motivating people. And then there's belittling people, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and it all comes back to, again, another cliche, something that your mother definitely said to you when you were younger. It's, um, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Like, mm -hmm. if, if people want to do do things, let them do it as long as they're happy. But what does yeah. it matter? Yeah, like, you want to sit and watch Netflix all day? Like, you go, girl. Like, <laughs> you have a great time on that sofa. <laughs> Oh, I was going to do the yoga. You go, girl. You go, girl. I'm sorry. Like, if you want to spend your time doing a handstand challenge or oh, so whatever. Many handstands. Oh, but like, <laughs> like people getting negative about what they did in lockdown is just no. Like, you did it. It's mm. none of us had. I heard someone say. I think it was one of my friends. She on a Zoom call halfway through lockdown. She said, "None of us have ever done this before. So you're allowed to feel how you want to feel about it." And if yeah. you want to be sad about it and grumpy about it because you can't go to work, that's okay. And if you want to be like, hell yeah, I'm going to go for a run, you go and do that run. Yeah. None of us have done this You've before. You've got so much time, you can just do what you want. None of us have been forced to be in our houses with our families oh, for this long I can't, for... I can't imagine how that would have been. I'm so uh, so happy that I, I've got my own place. Do you know what? Like Now that you've moved out, I bet you're <clears> feeling the same. Yeah, like I actually really like lockdown. I spent... I live. I was living at home with my mum, my dad, and my brother. Luckily, my dad and my brother were still working because they're key workers. Me and my mum were very thankful that they were out of the house. <laughs> my brother came back home one day, and within an hour, he dropped the dog in the pond. He'd like broken the washing line, like done something else. So I actually got to spend loads of time with my mum as well in lockdown, which was nice. But like, we'd never done lockdown before. 
And yeah. whatever you did with it is is fine. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, lockdown definitely has its positives and its obvious negatives. I guess, um, oh, well, I missed that out uh, from the question you asked me a minute ago. I said what I loved about lockdown. Oh, yeah, you didn't tell me what you hated. What did you hate? The media. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to stop. Jeez. Talking about my mum, I have to be like, mum, stop sharing things on Facebook because it's not real. Like, yeah. don't don't listen to that. Like, listen to the news sources on the telly. Like, they're probably going to be the most realistic. Yeah. Like, don't go looking at the sun. Do not look at the Daily Mirror. I, I just stopped watching it altogether. I like, did as well. There was, there was an Instagram page I followed and I kept updating you and the girls on our mm-hmm. WhatsApp group of, like, almost like the positive news and how to take a positive spin on things and... And for me, that, that made me feel a lot better. I'm, I'm yeah. not really a negative person anyway, but in a situation like this where the world is going to shit, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it might be hard to stay positive. Damn, but, 2020. Yeah. This was going to be our year. <laughs> yeah, because didn't we all say that at the start of New Year's? I think I was everyone like, says oh. that every year, don't they? No, but I think because it was like a new century, it was like, even more new decade that's it <laughs> not a century a new decade <laughs> you know what i mean like everyone's yeah, like yeah. 2020 this is the start of the next 10 it was just even heightened so i new think decade, that... new me literally <laughs> yeah but oh, the media did my head in i i stopped i stopped reading i stopped watching i was like i'm just gonna deal with this myself because i'm not a germaphobe and this is one thing i've hated about this all is i'm not a germaphobe i don't care Sneeze on me, I might care. But, like, I'm not an anti-back white person. Like, obviously, I wash my hands and clean myself. But, like, I'm now, like, <gasps> I've got to go wash my hands. I need to wipe that down. Oh, God, that person came too close to me in the high street. <laughs> I'm going to wear my mask down the high street because I don't want to go near this grotty people. Like, and that's never been me. The best thing about those masks, though is you can just walk past people and just, like, mouth, mouth abuse at them and, and they'll never know. No. And, like, your eyes can't even tell it. You can you can just say what whatever you're thinking in your head, almost like you got Tourette's. But no. as long as you don't have, like, volume, even if you've got a bit of volume, like, the mask stops most of it. Yeah, so I was walking down the high street on my lunch the other day and someone went, Hi, Chloe, from behind a mask. And if you're listening to this podcast, and I went, Ah, uh, hi! <laughs> because I don't know who you were. Because I could just see your eyes and your hair and you could have been anyone. So to whoever that person is, I said hi back and I go, Ah, hi! Because I don't know who it was because I couldn't, I couldn't just... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm so used to walking down the street and smiling at people. It's really, it must be really difficult because I'm still doing that. No, well, in the shops when I got my mask on, I'm still yeah. smiling at people, but they must think that I'm just staring them out <laughs> and thinking, like, yeah. why, why are they looking at me? And I'm sort of like looking at them, waiting for a smile, and then suddenly realizing that there's not going to be a smile because the mask is there. Yeah, because I think when you smile, like your eyes widen automatically mm. when you smile. So people are like, this guy's like intensely <laughs> staring at me. Or maybe they're just staring back at me because I'm the weirdo with a rainbow unicorn mask. <laughs> like no judgment but I'm gonna say they're just jealous of your mask definitely definitely my mum's been making me some awesome masks <laughs> that's really cute I've got one with avocados on and I love it oh that's awesome I also made myself with some like little skeletons on for massaging Excellent. as well which is cute yeah my um, my mum went up to the fabric market in Birmingham and got oh, so many different I love designs. the rag market yeah that's it rag so market. good uh, I have another question for you oh 
Cool. So you're obviously planning eventually to be in a clinic and a clinic environment. Yes. In your future plans. <laughs> um, what do you think this impact has had on an environment like that? Because obviously I work out of my own treatment room in a gym. What effect do you think that's going to have on that sort of environment? So obviously um, doing things in my living room, I can be a little bit, uh, not so much like avoiding PPE in this situation, but back uh, back before this this whole situation, I could be, I could sort of run things however I wanted. Yes. Now that we're going into a clinic, everything's going to be very structured. They've, they've got an online booking system and stuff. So that's, that's going to be amazing. Um, online, um, well, on the computer, patient uh, details, everything like that, yeah. making notes of everything. Everything is going to be like as professional as I wish I probably was at the first point. Like, you, we, we all start and we've got hopes of being perfect. But sometimes when you finish your sixth massage of the day and you just mm -hmm. want your glass of red wine or a gin, yeah. and then you it's more than a glass. And then forget, <laughs> forget to write the notes. Yeah, I, and yeah. I rubbed their shoulder, is the notes. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not I so guess good. It's taken it from being just from you to being like an organisation. And mm. I guess that heightens what we do. Because obviously yeah. we've just worked like for ourselves for the past year. I guess it's just taking it to that next level of professionalism. And that, that's the thing, professionalism is the key. And and there's uh, the, I, I keep bringing up these cliches. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a walking cliche myself. Um, so there, there's, there's the quote, um, if, you're, if you're the smartest person in the room, if you're the strongest person in the room, you're in the wrong room and all, the, all that sort of thing. <laughs> um, if, you, if you're in a room with five smart people, mm -hmm. you'll become the sixth. And that's definitely how I feel in this new clinic. Yeah. The, the things that they know there is incredible. So that I'm, it's a chiro clinic that I'm, chiropractic clinic that I'm looking to go work in. And Alex, the guy, um, the guy that owns it, he was running, just ran his fingers down my spine. And he was like, oh, this is out, that is out. Literally from a five second like rub. Oh my God. And, and then we did like a little, little session afterwards and things just improved straight away. It's, I've, yeah. I've still I've still got to fully buy myself into like how good Kairos might be because I've there's so many negative stories out there but from the one treatment I've had it, it seems amazing yeah so I've never had Cairo osteo or even been to a physio for anything um so no I'm really interested to actually see how they can assist what we do and how mm. I can assist what they do I happened to be talking to a physio on Friday night and we had a really cool chat and then his mate was like, what are you guys talking about? But it was really interesting to like bounce stuff off someone else yeah. in a similar but very different industry. Yeah, yeah. And definitely seeing um, different people's viewpoints uh, of things. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to be really interesting to see how uh, me coming into the clinic can help and even add to the processes yeah. that they do. So one of the assessments he did on my back is uh, my upper back is so tight. He's like, oh, I'm gonna try and click that, and he, he went to, went to do it, and he was like, "Oh, that's not budging. We should have probably done some fascia release stuff on that first. And that's where they can tie in with me. Like a client can mm. come to me, I can do the fascia release they stuff, can, yeah. and then a couple of days or, or so later, they can come in and actually get the Cairo work, Cairo uh, work done. And it it might take even better effect, make people feel even better, and that's Definitely. that's the goal, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. I treat a few people who go to different people for different things. 
because I treat one lady and I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to help you with that. Like, you've got spinal issues that I'm not gonna even talk to you about. Like, mm. I'll hit to massage your legs because you go running. Like, I think that working together with someone's really, really nice because I think, well, I know that the past year I've been very independent. It's just me and I'm building my thing and I'm doing me. Okay, yeah, I'm learning all these new, new things. But I think to be able to share your knowledge is really, really good. Because I think that's why we became really good friends because we were like chucking ideas and that all around. And I think yeah. that's, you almost need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially since you're working from your living room. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I know I was, that, I, I know. the gym at one point. Yeah, but like, I think, I know that when I moved into my treatment room from doing mobile, that it heightened my treatments because mm. I felt like I could give so much more than I could in someone's living room or their kitchen. And yeah. I felt like my treatments are just so much better. It becomes your space and you you get comfortable there. You get your flow yeah. going and you, you, you can point to your posters on the wall and say, this is the muscle you've hurt. You've done this. And you can take, you, when you get more confident, you yeah. can then take them into the gym and show them corrective exercises and, and ways to help them get better on even more aspects yeah definitely like i like being in my treatment room now like people at mjs are realizing that i'm now there yeah they now speak to me as they walk past and walk up the stairs like, you're not the little thing just stuck in a cupboard anymore no harry potter under the under the stairs yeah i don't think they realized i was there for a while but i'm starting to get them in they'll chat to me as they walk past so that's really nice but yeah it's nice to have a space to work from yeah so it'll be interesting to have this conversation when you're in somewhere yeah. To see what you think. Because yours will be so much more professional than mine. Yes. Yeah, with booking scary. systems, I'm so <laughs> jealous. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've got, a re- well, they've got receptionists that, like, call people up and get all their details and make sure they pay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that, that's, that's when you know you've made it, when I have a receptionist. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've got, like, four. <laughs> wow. So that's going to be great. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're working at MJZ. Are you still doing home visits? Nope. No. I decided, especially with coronavirus, that... Okay, home... are, sorry, are you going to still do home um, visits? Like, once, once we are rid of this... Potentially, but right now, I feel I can just give better treatments from my treatment room. Good. And I think coronavirus has kind of kicked the home visit out, because I would literally have to sanitise. I obviously am cleaning so much at the moment, but I would have to head-to-toe sanitise to be into someone's house, to come back out and... To be honest, lifting my massage bed in and out of my feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. You leave my feet alone. No, no. Um, it's, it's, it was hurting me like I was getting really yeah. tight traps because I'm not very big and I'm not very strong. You're getting there. Yeah, but my massage bed's big. Yeah. It's probably yeah, just off the light, size of this they? table and they're not light. And yeah. I think doing mobile all day, every day, hopefully when I can eventually leave will just kill me off. And so if they can come to my room and I can give them a whole better treatment, then that's what I'd rather do, I think. That, that sounds good. So I think that's a, a good point for us to go on to our happy endings, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to go first again? Or no, you I think you, you need to go first this time. Right, okay. So my happy story. I just need to actually find mine so I get the correct right. details. So... Obviously, there's a lot of protests. Everything's going crazy in the world at the moment. Oh, yeah. But specifically in America, there's a lot of the protests going on. And um, so this bloke in uh, Portland decided to bring Caesar, the quote-unquote, the no-drama llama, down to the protests. And th- this llama is brilliant. I'll show you, I'll show you a picture, Chloe. This llama just... Oh, my God, he's so fluffy! <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he started just walking 
through the, the protests and the um, the article says that there was like over a hundred thousand people uh, at, the, at this protest or something like that and everywhere this llama went everyone just chilled out and they came over like hoarded around the llama like chill even the, even like the police were coming across and playing with it everyone oh just wanted God. some time out to come and play with seas the llama llama so that that, when I found that, that just made me really happy. So I thought I'd spread that That is happiness. so happy. <laughs> I want to meet a no drama llama. Like when you told me like, oh, we'll do like a happy ending section. And I was like, oh, this is just going to be full of animals. Like knowing what we're both like. I was like, I bet he finds like a unicorn or a dog story. Oh, I wish it was a unicorn. Drop my story. Come on then. So is, this... it, is it a unicorn? No, it's okay. a dog story. So, uh, I don't know, this is a little bit of an old one now, uh, probably when this comes out, but did you see Daisy the St. Bernard that got stuck up Scarfell Pike? Oh, yes, I did! Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, so, so tell me the story, I don't, so don't she, remember So, England's highest peak, Scarfell Pike, yeah. her owners took her for a walk, they got to the top, and Daisy did not want to move. She sort of <laughs> collapsed. Now, St. Bernard's are supposed to go up mountains and rescue people and um search and rescue had to carry daisy back down the mountain oh no well, they've got a full stretch it's yeah. not like an eight-man team carrying so her down she weighs like i think it's like a good like 55 pounds and the whole like mountain it's more than 55 pounds that's probably she's big kilo yeah kilograms because goose is 50 pounds well she she's a big dog yeah but i just thought it was like that's such a mood like ma i'm not walking back <laughs> down the mountain you're gonna have to carry me back i got up you've got to get me back down yeah <laughs> but she's fine like the vet checked her over, like she's fine but i literally think she threw like a diva fit like ma i'm not walking back down there <laughs> and you know what that's a vibe i'm here for yes definitely so that was that was our happy ending uh we we sort of planned everything else so i didn't really think about an ending so no. uh thank you for listening to our first one yeah you can follow us on our social media that's, that's what we need to do yeah so your social is uh mine's at cr sports massage and i am coa performance no it's just perform, perform. but it is coa performance so yeah coa perform on instagram um yeah find us on there it. yeah thanks See for listening yeah <laughs>